This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. All right, all right, here we are. <laughs> I feel like I was going like. Matthew McConaughey all of a sudden. Anyway, it's Monday. It's Jacques Lamour, your host. I hope you had a fabulous weekend. Uh, speaking of the weekend, big shout out if you were at the St. Jimmy's show just just this last Saturday at Base Camp Pub and Eatery in Lyle. St. Jimmy is the Green Day tribute band I play in. So we were playing this 90s Palooza Fest that they were doing for the second time out there. And it was awesome. The crowd just loved it. They were going insane. Anytime I meet, I anytime I get to meet any huge fellow Green Day fans, it's always always a great time because that band has a special place in my heart, and they always will. So I know that's cliche and and everything like that, but I can't help it. It's the band that heavily influences me. One of the many bands, anyway. But yeah, shout out uh, to you if. Uh, you were there so um and then uh i got to spend you know more time with my son that's usually i spend the most time with him on the weekend so we had a lot of fun together his mom had to work this weekend so we didn't get to spend time together too much as a family um with with uh, her but this coming weekend she's got off but anyway you don't need to to hear all that so i am super excited about today's show our special guest coming on is the bassist of We Were Sharks out of Canada. They're a victory-signed band, and they were actually just in Chicago, I think it was last month, and they were playing with my friends in Night Terrors. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go out to the show, but um, we've interviewed their latest... uh, Did I say interviewed? I meant... If I didn't... If I... (laughs) (laughs) If I said that wrong, I meant to say we reviewed their latest album, Lost Touch, which came out earlier this year in the spring. James Voles uh, actually did the review for for us on bangerangradio.com. Check that out when you get the chance. And James, since he reviewed that album for us, he's going to be joining us during the interview today when we talk to Steve from We Were Sharks. Now, I would tell you Steve's last name, but I'll be honest, I do not know how to pronounce it, and I don't want to butcher the hell out of it. So once we get on the phone with Steve, we're going to ask him that. Maybe James knows. I'll ask him, too, once he gets here. But anyway, that's all coming up later before we get to Steve from We Were Sharks and joined by James Voles today as well. We are going to get into a little bit of some music today. I'm just going to play one song for you because I want to be able to have enough time to talk with Steve and James, of course, today. We're going to go to Brooklyn, which seems like we've been spending a lot of time there recently since we just talked to Scott Klompenstein of Littlest Man Band and formerly of Real Big Fish. He's out there in Brooklyn. But this band is called Night Surf. They just put out a brand new single called Enemies. It's from their upcoming EP with the same name. Now, they debuted a digital EP back last year, which was produced and recorded by Jesse Cannon, the Messengers, um, and or the Messengers, sorry, I don't know, I can't talk today, and Man Overboard. That was at Cannon Found Foundation in Union City, New Jersey, which obviously is not terribly far from Brooklyn, but in their short tenure, the band has provided local support for touring acts like the Penske File, Typesetter, they make frequent appearances as well in Asbury Park, New Jersey, with Friends, Late Waves, and the Van Saders. I think that's how that name is pronounced. But anyway, this brand new EP called Enemies is coming out September 7th via a uh, so Southern, Southern California record label called Wiretap Records. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Enemies right now. Tonight we'll leave it all in the dance floor. Love fabricated. 
A song called Enemies by a band called Night Surf out of Brooklyn, New York City. They are debuting their second EP coming up September 7th. You can pre-order that right now at, Knife Sur- at nightsurfnyc.bandcamp.com. Right now you can only stream and listen to the song that we just heard, Enemies, but the full EP is going to come out the 7th. All the songs are very quick, just like Enemies was. I'm really anxious to hear the rest of it, guys, because I I did like what I heard just now. So, once again, nightsurfnyc.bandcamp.com. Hit them up on Facebook, too. Facebook.com forward slash nightsurfnyc. All right, and now our feature for today. Let's get to our conversation with Steve, the bassist, of We Were Sharks out of Canada and also joined by our friend James Vols. Unless he's on the phone. There we go. Hello? Steve, what is up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good, how about yourself? Good, man, good. Good, I'm so sorry about the uh, the miscommunication earlier. No problem, no problem at all. So are you guys, let's see, you're in, are you in Ottawa, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so yeah, you're, is that Eastern time? But no, we're just, yeah, we're just an hour ahead of you guys, there's only an hour. So yeah. Chicago, right? Yes, yes. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, we were just completely off earlier. I like I said, I just I felt kind of bad about that, but um, no, no problem at all. Um, no problem. Oh, good, good. Uh, by the way, James uh, Vols has joined us. He gave you guys a positive review on your latest album, Lost Touch. So I just wanted to introduce him, so you're not like, okay, who's that other voice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Well, cool. Nice to meet you. Uh, you too. You guys, you guys put out a really good album, so I mean, I couldn't help but give it a really good review. I appreciate that a lot, man. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. What did, you gave it? What was it? Four out of five pizza slices, or something oh, yeah, like that? Yes. Did we go by pizza slices? <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was either that, or we were thinking about going like studded wristbands or something. That's <laughs> what it was. But I think we chose pizza slices. So either way, um, gave it a uh, a very positive review. So. Uh, that's awesome. I appreciate that. It's uh, that, that really means a lot. <laughs> of course, man. Of course. So, so what are you up to? Uh, what do you do in your your downtime when you guys aren't on the road? Um, well, me personally, I uh, I'm a bartender, so I'm still at a bar every night, just like when we're on tour. Nice. Um. So I'm doing that, and then all we got, all the, most of the guys actually all kind of. We'll kind of split up to our kind of our own thing. Me and uh, our one guitar player, we actually worked together at the same bar. And then, yeah, everybody else kind of goes back, does their thing. 
So when um, when you're on the road, and I, I assume you do you drink? I, I assume you do <laughs> if you're a bartender. Uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Yes, uh, we, we we all do. Yes. Yeah. So when when you're on the road and like you go up to the the bar at the venue to get a drink, and I don't know if you ask for any kind of cocktail or if you drink beer or whatever, but what's like a pet peeve that other bartenders do that you just absolutely hate? Um, you know, I'm going to go the other way if I can, but something I love about American bartenders, I'll go the other way, is you guys don't really measure things there. You're just kind of poor. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. So measuring, measuring, sorry, go ahead. If you walk up, you know, I guess I get like a vodka, vodka seven or something like that. They just pour, 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 and then just a little, little top of seven just to kind of get you through the day. <laughs> Those are the other way too. I love that. I don't know if it's just because liquor is so much cheaper there or, or what, or the, the laws. I don't know, man. I don't know either. I guess you would be the one to know if it was cheaper or not, because I've never been to Canada. Oh, man, like, just everything. Like, when it comes to liquor, beer and liquor, they're so much cheaper in the States. It's ridiculous. Wow. Just I, ridiculous. I would think the exact opposite, but... Yeah, because I think in, in Canada, it's a lot more government-controlled and tax kind of thing, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, I but, think the... Uh, yeah. I think the big method that we use because I I, bar, I used to bartend too, and we don't really use like the like jiggers or anything like that. We just we just count. So I think the biggest issue is I mean there's people that can't count that are bartenders, and I think that's why some of the drinks are a lot more stronger uh, out here. Oh, I think they're counting just fine. <laughs> um, so like count like how many seconds you're pouring, or like count as in what are you counting when you're. I'm just curious because obviously I have n- I have no bartending experience whatsoever, so I'm just kind of curious. Well, I just know I think the one of the things is like each second that you pour is like I think like half an ounce or something along those lines. I'm not sure. I was not a good bartender, so I'm not the best person to ask. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because so, we don't use that in my bar, but like it's yeah, it's like one, two, three, I think in theory. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. Now, now I have I have an idea. I was just curious if that's that's how that rolls. So, learning learning what the difference is between bartenders in America and, and Canada. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. I I'm just fast. I'm fascinated because I've I've never been to Canada. So I'm I'm I might be picking your brain here and there on on like what what's big differences in your opinion are between the United States and and Canada. So. Well, that's one of my preferred ones, I guess. I say, I'll say, is the, uh, the, the price of liquor. <laughs> okay, okay. Like I, I, like I don't smoke, but like our, uh, our but like color guys smoking it, they love to go down to the states because cigarettes are a lot cheaper there. As well as I guess to keep it relevant to the podcast here, you're like you're like little Caesars hot and ready's for five bucks. Yours are larges, dude. Aren't they mediums? Really? Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like okay, if we're gonna keep it relevant here, that's a, that's a big difference. Ours are only mediums. You're getting you're getting the large five bucks, but that that <laughs> is a big difference. Yeah. Wow, a hot and man, that'd be that would be a big disappointment yeah. if if I was gonna go to Canada and order a, or go get a hot and ready. Dang, um, what? Uh, oh, I was gonna say your your publicist Tom was telling me that you actually have a pizza tattoo. I do, I do have, I do have a guy, actually, our has one as well. I have one on my, uh, the back of my leg, and it also says, uh, you wouldn't get it, it's too cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's perfect. Every once in a while, somebody will stop and be like, what, is, what does it say? We'll get close, and they're like, really? That's what it says on your leg? I'm like, sure does, man, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, you know, pizza's amazing, and you throw a, cheesy joke in there it's even it's even better everybody loves puns yeah yeah i mean i imagine you're a big pizza connoisseur i i I not think of myself as a a slob but i think i've i've gone through a pie or two in my day yes sir (laughs) so what where do you stand on pineapple on the pizza or not on the pizza or that's always a a big debate that i uh find myself in Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, um, but people who think pineapple goes on pizza are just wrong. 
<laughs> oh, it's absolutely wrong. <laughs> you think it's wrong too, oh, James? Yes. I, uh, I actually, I, I have a, uh, a confession. I had pineapple on my pizza last night. I didn't order it that way, okay? <laughs> I didn't order it, but we were with the family last night. We were with my grandparents and my mom and my niece and my son, and we had pizza, and they had ordered sausage and pineapple. And I thought, I'll give it a try, you know. I, I I would rather give that a try versus I'm not a big vegetable person, so. Oh, I'm not either. Yeah, I mean, if I if I took the stance and I agreed with the people that wanted pineapple on their pizza, then we'd all be wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but Steve, I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I uh, It's not my go-to, but whatever makes a person happy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just don't. You're just wrong. That's all. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't offer me a slice. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will take mental note of that. But um, anyway, so how have things been going since Lost Lost Touch came out? I mean, it's it's an amazing record. It's a lot different. I feel than any of your previous releases. I know one thing that. I noticed was that there was no there was no screaming on this this record and I was just kind of curious as to if there was a certain reason or if that was done on purpose or if it was just kind of like it just happened kind of thing I think so as far as as far as writing for this record the, the lineup changed a lot and we kind of had gone through a bunch of changes between when not a chance was, was recorded so not a chance was recorded like the uh, it's like the eight song album we put out before this one. It was recorded like four or five years ago, and then like the uh, the band sat on it for a little while. Had some member changes go through, so it by the time it came out, it was already a little bit older, anyways. And then by the time we started working on it, it had been it's been a few years between releases. So I think like the dynamic of the band had changed very much. The just the the people who wrote in the band had changed a little bit, and you gone from being like one person to kind of being everybody pretty involved on things. So I think that kind of would add, add it to a whole bunch of the change it to make things just really, it's a whole different vibe, a whole different sound to it, as well as going through the way we just kind of went about writing it was we, we wrote the record and then or we wrote, wrote a bunch of songs for it that went really let producers just tear it apart and like really help us out. Like, so we let like, like Paul Mark from Silverstein and uh, Sam who uh, produced and engineered the record just kind of really get in and help us out with it. So I think we t- took a lot more help on it. So with with the latest album and albums prior, who's the one who, for the most part, primarily writes a lot of the, the lyrics for the the albums? Um, lyrically, um, a, lot of it was, a lot of it was Randy. A lot of it was my brain singer and Josh, our guitar player, helped, started to help him out a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we worked really closely. Like when it came to lyrics, everything was dissected and looked at really closely mm-hmm. by, uh, by by Paul. Like everything, like especially lyrically, was very, very methodical kind of thing. Yeah, so everything was looked at very, very closely with that. Yeah, I think because like the biggest thing with this album, I, I just wanted to know like, like who hurt him, because <laughs> it was a very uh, there. You could tell that there's you know there's a lot of emotion in this album, and especially when it came to the lyrics. So I just you know yeah, it, it was it was a very real album. Is how I kind of felt about it. Oh, for sure, and I I I agree. Flip. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree. I know, especially on like the the last song, which is called uh, "Always You," which is my personal favorite. I remember when the first time that I got shown like the our Josh showed us the course that he wrote for it, and it just kind of blew my mind. Cause I knew for the longest time, Shark never really had too many songs that really like you know stabbed you in the heart, really. Yeah. So it was nice to like to hear a song that was so lyrically like dramatic and so I like, guess so pulling your heart out was really, it was really cool and it made me really excited about it, especially that this record to go with it. So that was a little more exciting like that. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the ones I liked on there was, was late bloomer. How did you guys go about getting, uh, Ollie from broadside to guest on that song? So, um, Ollie's that, uh, so Ollie's with broadside and they're with uh, victory as well. Mm-hmm. So like having the, uh, the same little kind of have the contact as well as Ollie had years ago filled in with, um, with the engineer's old band. His old band was called July, and Ollie did a short scene vocals for them. So they kind of knew each other, so he hit him up about wanting to, uh, he was interested in guessing. 
I guess he liked the song and wanted to do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I just kind of had the same idea. You know, kind of knew each other, and then we were hoping because we played the uh, we played the Buffalo Date of Work from Broadside was on it, but we were hoping to try to get uh, he hit us up to try to get uh, to try to join us on stage to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, scheduling didn't work, and we were able to get him to come out. That would have been cool, though. Oh yeah, hopefully next time. <laughs> yeah, just know, uh, you know, just being in you know local bands and everything like that, you didn't even really have to ask people to feature on your albums. Like people were like asking you, you know, like you were like it almost just became an album of oh yeah, these are my friends singing on it. So I was I was just curious as how you guys went about that getting him on the album. I've always wanted to do so like I've always wanted to do like an album like it'd be super cool to do an album where you just have so many like. A bunch on every song you have a buddy kind of guest vocal from a different local kind of thing mm-hmm. but you're saying there for local bands sometimes you just have buddies that just are automatically doing it you know yeah that'd be cool to do one day that's all I always talk, talk about that for years it'd be kind of cool to do this because especially like in Ontario that the uh, the Ontario Canada music scene is just so so broad you've got so many bigger bands now they're doing so well that are from the same basic area pretty much and that, that's that's one of the things I actually wanted to ask. I was like, what are like some of the differences you've seen like touring in Canada as opposed to like the states? Like that's something you know. I was wondering <laughs> about too. Honestly, I was wondering what the big difference was. It's it's tough because so in in the states, like everything is a lot cheaper in the states, right? Like for us, it, it costs us next to nothing to fill. Like compared to Canada filling for gas tank in the states, it ends up being like. I think it ends up being, like, even if, once you convert it over, it ends up being, like, a half to two-thirds the price of in Canada. So, like, if you get if you get 60 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever from the show in the States, that gets you so, so much further that even, like, the conversion rate amount in Canada. And the thing about especially the States, too, is if you look at, like, the area around, like, New York, Philly, Boston, Baltimore, Washington, all that kind of, that kind of eastern, like, northeastern area, there's so many cities within a couple hours that you can play. And you can stay within a few hours within a full, within what, like a full week, you can probably play a show every day in one of those bigger cities all within a few hours of each other. Is that a, is that an area, is that an area you guys hit up a lot before you started actually going cross country? Um, we're still, we, we still hit, hit up there a lot. It's still kind of like an area that still makes sense to kind of do because like I said, for there, you can spend a week and only be doing, you know, two, three-hour drives, where in Canada, especially in Ontario, for instance, you can do maybe, you can do Toronto, and you can maybe do London, which are two and a half hours apart, but from there, Toronto, you pretty much have to drive all the way up to Ottawa, which is about five hours, and there's it's only three cities within, like, an eight-hour radius there. Yeah. And then once you go, once you start to head out, out east or head out west, you drive for, like, it takes you... To pretty much drive from Toronto to Winnipeg, which is like the way you start to go out west, it takes you about 24 hours of drive time. That's before you get to any of the next bigger cities that are, you know, starting to go out west. It's just, it's so much further spread out in Canada. It's just, it's, it's financially it's harder to go. We, have, we haven't traveled out west in Canada. We just sort of haven't been. It's just, it's so much harder to kind of link that through and you lose so much time driving and so much money driving. It's just, it's harder to kind of just set it all up. So that's one of the big things that I've noticed, at least, about touring. It's just, like, how much harder it is and how much further you have to go in Canada to get to, like, the next city, whereas in the States, there's so much more that are closer together. Yeah, that's for sure, especially on the East Coast, like you were saying, because, what, I mean, what's what's the ne- what's the, the next biggest city from, like, where you guys are at? Or, like, the uh, would it be, I don't know Canada that well, but I'm thinking... Um, <laughs> Like Van so Vancouver's the, west, right? Of you guys, or no? Yeah, Vancouver's all the way. That's like, all, the, all way. the way west. Would yeah, Vancouver's just north of like uh, north of Oregon. Okay, that's what I thought. So I mean, getting all the way out there probably isn't easy because there's not a lot of places along the way. Exactly. Within within Canada, once you start to go out west, there's maybe as far as like bigger cities without playing like you know small smaller ones. You're looking at maybe maybe five or six cities across the full, like, from, the, from, like, the full West Canada. Five or six cities total. Wow. Dang. See... So there's, there's just not, there's not as much, so the thing is, like, we really, we, we really, really want to make our way out there. It's just, you have to be a little bit, I think you have to be a little bit smarter about how you go about going through Canada like that. Yeah. Whereas, like, going to say, like, it's not like you have, you can, it's not like you can just half-ass it when you book out the States, but it's, you've got a little bit more to work with where it's, like, if you have to backtrack a little bit in the States, you're going to backtrack a couple miles. If you backtrack in Canada, 
it'll feel like five or six hours to backtrack to a city. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of mileage there, man. And yeah, not a not enough money either. You're making me realize yeah. that we uh, we aren't very grateful for the things that we have. <laughs> I feel like in the United States, it sounds like we not that not saying that things in Canada are bad or anything, but it sounds like there's a lot of things that we take for granted here, for sure. Like gas and pizza. <laughs> well, yeah, large pizzas, yeah. that's for sure. Large. <laughs> you're, 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 you're yeah. So, in in your opinion, how does um how does those distances, how does that affect your guys's scenes um with I mean I, or maybe I should rephrase that. What, what's the biggest difference that you guys have noticed between the music scenes in Canada and the United States? Is there a big difference, or is it pretty similar? Um, I'm trying to think. I wonder how... Oh, I think it all depends kind of how you look at it. So, especially in Ontario, so... I don't know how... But so Ontario is like a province, the same thing as a state. So Ontario used to be like a huge... Like 10, 15 years ago, it was like a huge, massive, massive hub... For, for bands, you have like Silver Scene, Boys Night Out coming out. Um, you had Ox on Fire playing. Like, I remember seeing Ox on Fire playing like 60 people in, in, in Burlington, where I'm from, a small town. Uh, not a small town, like a, but like a uh, 150,000 person city. So, like, you have places like, like Say Ocean played this, this city. So, like, you have a lot of big bands that would come to, come to Ontario and spend two weeks playing every night. And it's the same kind of thing the way it is on, on the East Coast or on, on the Northeast of the States, where like you can drive like an hour to the next city. It was like that, but they're all small cities. So you'd have bands coming through in two weeks just playing small, smaller cities in, in Ontario, but still playing like 100, 150 people every night. And but that was also, you know, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So things have changed a lot since then where it's just, it's just not the demand for that with whatever it is. The people that were into kind of grew up and just moved along. But uh, so that's changed a lot. So it used to be a lot easier like that. But as far as, to me, I think this the scene for the most part is fairly similar I think now but I don't see too, too many some of the guys will sit, might have different answers for you but I'm just trying mm-hmm. to think too if I yeah. <laughs> no I mean to to what yeah just just speaking for yourself I mean I would imagine at this point there's got to be a lot of similarities just because it's so much easier to tour than it was however many number of years ago so there's probably a lot of of uh, kind of mixing, you know, going on between bands that are going back and forth between here and Canada. Right. So, yeah. you know, another thing too is that bands coming down to Canada or coming down to the States, sorry, you have to go through a lot more of a process to get there. You have to apply for like paperwork and visas and everything like that. Whereas if you come up to Canada, you just have to prove that you have to essentially have a letter from the promoter saying, we're playing these shows, we'll be back into the States this day. But to go, to go to the States, you have to, it costs, I think it costs like 3500 Canadian for a band to come in to, to get their paperwork to go to the States. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I wish it I knew the conversion than that. But. Yeah, I wish I knew <laughs> the conversion too. But, but now uh, you're looking at, I don't know, maybe like, like 2500 American? No, oh, that's still. <laughs> yeah, still. That's still a lot, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's still. Just for a band to come across. And like, that's the thing, is there's no like, Sliding scale, and I, when I did, like explained this to people, I was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, like for us to come across, we pay yeah, I think we pay like twenty five hundred American like yearly for like all our paperwork for all of us." Um, Justin Bieber will flip, pay the same amount twenty five hundred American to go and play the stage. There's no way America looks at it. You're coming down here, to, you're coming down here to pay to play, you're getting paid, so you need to have this much paperwork. It doesn't matter if you're getting paid a hundred bucks a night or a hundred thousand a night. You're coming here to get paid. You need to pay for your taxes and everything like that. I mean, that's good for Justin Bieber, but it sucks for obviously bands like We <laughs> oh, Were Sharks, you know. Who... Well, you get a great deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's that's uh, that's crazy. Um, James, were you gonna yeah. say something? Yeah. So with the you know the uh, you know uh, Canadian to American dollar conversion rate, what would you say? I mean, it doesn't even have to be like you know any kind of money, but what would you say would be like the weirdest thing that you like whether it be a dollar amount or just the weirdest way you've ever been compensated for a show. Um, we haven't had too many, too many weird things for us. I'm trying to think of like 
especially in the States, we've too many things. Like, we've always been, like, we've been very fortunate. Like, everywhere we've really played in the States has always been fairly good to us. Like, overall, most of us are really good to us. But I'm trying to, I can't think we've ever had anything weird. Um, yeah, because I can, I, I can get it started. We, we had one show where they were like, yeah, we, like, they brought it, dropped our guarantee, but they were like, yeah, but, like, you guys can, it'll be, uh, like, an open bar for you guys tonight. And we're like, that was a bad idea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make it to the next it show. Cheaper, it would have been a lot cheaper for you to just pay us like four hundred dollars and give us an open bar. How long yeah. did it take the bar to tell you guys, okay, no, we'll pay you? Or... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, behind yeah. the bar, just well, pouring I, bottles I mean, of liquor. At the end of the night, I, there, I was like, I just started buying, like, paying for my drink every once in a while. I felt bad because <laughs> you're drinking that much and especially since it sounds sounds like our bartenders are more generous so exactly. with, with the liquor yeah oh man that that could uh make things interesting um so continue to talk about tour though um you guys have any i'm i'm always up for some good tour stories and i'm sure you've guys you guys have been around long enough now that you've collected you have to have collected some good tour stories um yeah i thought uh this is like our favorite one in our band um so on our last tour we we had a day or we had a day off and we were supposed to play in long island the next day at uh, amityville music hall and we uh but we were having some van trouble so we're like hey you know what we knew we knew the venue there we knew the promoters we hit them up we're like hey can we drop our trailer off the night the night before and we're gonna take our van to the shop in the morning that way like if they have our van all day our gears at least at the venue will be okay and they're like yeah no problem so we drive by, we go there, and there was a show happening the night before. So like, oh, who is it? It was uh, Counterparts in a Mirror. So we're like, yo, let's go to Counterparts in a Mirror. So they hooked us up, let us in for free. Like the promoter was the same guy from the next night, so let us in. And me and the me and the drummer Will were having a uh, him and I were having a couple pops, adult pops. And then uh, the show's over. We go to leave, and the rest of the guys come to pick us up. And Will goes to run across the street for them to meet him, and he goes to jump to cross the street. And he slips, and our guitar player hit him with the van. <gasps> oh my god! Wow! Like, he, he, it's like we're standing outside, like the heavens are opening up, pouring down. We got to run across the street because you know if somebody's pulled up to pick you up. You're gonna run to meet them because you know rain, you're getting drenched. Oh my! And I god. run first, and I'm like, no problem. He follows me. He just slips as he pulls up, and just like bounces his forehead off the uh, off the hood of the van. Ooh. <laughs> Man, my head's hurting and, just thinking about that. And like, if it had been if he had been a foot further away, they would have stopped in time when the hit him. If he had been a foot closer, it would have probably like killed him. But he, anybody who knows Will in our band knows that he's like the funniest person in the world. Like literally the funniest person. <laughs> so half of us are kind of laughing. It's like, man, Will just got hit by the van. That's kind of funny. But then he like looks up at us, and his face is just covered in blood. Oh damn! Wow. So we go to like, like kind of like clean him up. We're looking at him and like. We realized that we didn't have like traveler's insurance. So in uh, in Canada, healthcare is free. So like we don't have to have like a personal insurance. Like healthcare is free. So you go to the hospital, they sit you up. Right. Free. Yeah, you don't have to rub it in. So but we're in the That's a whole. It's always been in our band. Like, you know, if something bad happened, something happened, we'll just we'll drive home. We'll just drive home. Yeah. And I look at I look at Colin, our guitar player, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, do we, are we going home? I was like, I think we're going home, man. <laughs> So it was like 11.30 at night. We're like, hey, we're going home. We have to drive back home. So we like left and drove. We kind of like patched him up as best we could. And then left and drove home to uh, back to Ottawa. Because it was like, Ottawa's about an hour and a bit from the border. So we're like, we just drove straight to the border camp. Like the closest border, which was near here. And then just drove straight home. And yeah, so he ended up needing, I think it was like 12 stitches to his face. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Jeez. Did he did he uh, have a concussion and all I, that? Or he said he probably had a mild one. It wasn't too too bad. Like it was like he got lucky enough that like the van was about to stop, so we just caught him just before the van stopped. Yeah, but yeah, he had uh, he had twelve stitches on his face, and we we missed a couple of the days of the tour, and then just kind of jumped back on a couple of days later. <laughs> you just kind of wonder how many like new songs were lost in that accident. <laughs> yeah, they just they all bled out apparently. Yeah, it was. It was scary. Like, you know, our our our, our guitar player that hit him, he's going into shock because he's like, man, he, like he's freaking out. He literally almost just killed like his best bud. Yeah. And then uh, our uh, our singer Randy, he he just can't handle blood. 
So he was <laughs> at all. He, was so he, he starting to get sick? <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to patch him up and try to clean him up. I've got no training. <laughs> so I'm like calling my mom at like I think it was eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night. Call my mom waking her up just for Will's bleeding. I don't know what to do. I don't know how we're gonna do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Randy's throwing up. I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Randy's throwing up. You know, he's bleeding he's everywhere. Colin's pacing outside the van smoking. <laughs> but then we're, so we, we drove home. We get to the border, and the guy at the border looks at us and he's like, Oh, you're a band And we're like, Yeah, I said, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Was he in the mosh pit last night or what? <laughs> <laughs> and usually border guys aren't, aren't the, the nicest and most well, it's good you had that on your side because obviously you needed to get back as quickly as possible. So yeah, yeah, like we're 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 lucky, you know. We were in you know we're in Long Island, which yeah, it sucks to have to drive seven and a half, eight hours home. But like, man, imagine we're in Florida. Yeah, and we're you know twenty four hours from home. Like for us to go to, like, I'm sure you guys know, for us to go to like the hospital, no insurance in any way to go to the hospital in the states. For twelve stitches. Oh, I would have. Oh God, that oh, you'd be paying it off for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been unreal. I, I'm sure it's probably it's got to be even. Wor- I would imagine it's got to be worse for someone that's not even of this country. I mean, I don't know well, that for sure, but I know I uh, my family used to travel. I still travel to the states a lot, and like when I was younger, we used to like we used to go skiing a lot in the states. Okay, and I got a con- oh, like, I, I fell and got a concussion once, so we had like insurance, so they took me to the hospital. I was only there for like three hours, but I had like my own private room because as soon as like the insurance like goes through, they just start adding it on, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's get our money's worth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know what your but, your bill was then? Oh my god! I know. I do not know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, that's oh, a long time sure ago. Like, like, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure we had the coverage and stuff like that, so it didn't charge us because we had like the but I'm sure it was something just obnoxious. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember ordering the champagne. I don't know, where did this come from? <laughs> I don't remember ordering champagne. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. Even with health insurance, it's still just, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. But I know this is a, a long getty question, but it got obviously got brought up. But I know I'm curious. I'm sure James is curious too with healthcare in Canada. I mean, I know it's, all paid for with the government but is it from your experience is it actually good insurance or is it just is it still just doesn't sound as is it too good to be true kind of thing no it's like oh there's some things like in the sense of like yeah if you go to the hospital and you're like you know you gotta cut you need a couple stitches but you're not like you know dying anyways you might wait a couple hours if you go but that's only some you know some places some cities but like and if you need, like, for instance, like, if you need, like, a, like a hip transplant or something like that, a bigger kind of surgery, like, you're going to be waiting a little while. Okay. Or like, a hip replacement, not transplant, like, a replacement, stuff like that. Like, things like that, you'll be waiting a little bit longer, and you might get bumps. It's, like, by a priority kind of thing, but, like, it's it's legitimate. It is, you know, proper, free, and, like, good good healthcare. Mm-hmm. Great doctor. It's just, you, you might, you know, you might wait a little longer at the hospital if you need a surgery and it's not life-threatening. You might wait a little longer. But it's like, man, I'll, I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer for, you know, for free, especially to, I think it was last year they passed it. So if you're under 25, you don't have to pay for prescriptions now either, I think it is. Oh, wow. Hmm. So up until 25, you don't pay for prescriptions. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I, guess, I guess that's what the, the people that I know that live in the UK have probably told me about the same thing about how their healthcare works. You know, if you've got something minor, it's usually... No big deal, but yeah, if you've got something more serious, it kind of takes a while to to go through the the system. Okay, I get you going, but like, yeah, I don't think. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I believe there still is like there's still private healthcare if you if you have the money and you want you know things done right away. I think you can still pay to go get it done. Yeah, I'm sure. Places. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy that under the age of twenty five you don't have to pay for prescriptions. But yeah. over here you could be three years old and if your parents don't pay your medical bill, you already have bad credit. So. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, if they don't pay like the you know, the hospital bill from when they were born or something. So but I mean at you know, at that age you're being under twenty five, I mean you don't have a lot of most most, you know, people at that age obviously don't have a lot of scripts, so 
So that's good news. But um, uh, yeah, not not to like I know that's completely off topic with music and everything, but it's not to you no, know. We're talking Canada, US. What's that? We're talking Canada, US. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you were probably expecting that to a certain degree, anyway. <laughs> we so. don't get this opportunity every day to ask those questions. No, we don't. <laughs> Honestly, don't. So um, I think a lot of people in the states, and it kind of surprised me, especially if you go from like. Like I don't, I'm, you said sorry. Your name was it was John, right? I'm Jacques. My name is Jacques. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're Jacques, and then James. Sorry, the James. Yeah. James. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're good. I, I know you're from Chicago. I don't know where you're from. Yeah, but um, like people that uh, like are from like even further north in, in the states, there's people that have never been to Canada. It's surprising me because like for me, my dad's like when I was born just outside of New York City. Like he's lived in Canada since he's like 17. Mm-hmm. But like so I'm like half American, and I've always spent like. I've always been going down to the States in my life, and there's always, it's hard to find somebody in Canada that's never been down to the States, but, like, there's so many people in the States that have just never, never explored North, or even gone, like, South to Mexico, they just never really leave the country, which always surprises me, that you never, people just never come check it out. I know. I've always wanted to. I do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I, I've, I've just still have never been out of the country, and it, uh, it's a shame. It really is. Um, but yeah, I'm sure one of the, if not the first place will probably be Canada because it's, you know, an eight hour drive or a seven hour drive, depending on where you're going. I think probably the close, I think, uh, Toronto is probably the closest, um, yeah, because you go through, you go through, I guess, Detroit and go, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking of. So, and I know Toronto is a pretty cool town, right? Toronto is a really cool city. Like it's, it's, I mean, there are like a lot of cool cities in Canada. Like the, the bigger cities are always really a good, a good town, a cool place. But Toronto's, Toronto's a cool town. Toronto's a cool city. Yeah, that's that's what I've been told. I've never heard like, anyone say anything bad about it. So it's actually honestly, I find it especially like the look and vibe to it is or the look to it at least is very Chicago like. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it, I find it. Too, Right, they're both right on the lake, like they're downtown, like when you drive like into the downtown, you drive like along the lake past the city kind of thing. Okay, so we'd almost feel like we're at home. Yeah, just just less bullets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> less bullets, yeah. <laughs> less bullets, yeah, definitely. I would hope so anyway. Um, well, we don't have too much time left, but um, any, James, do you have any other questions for um, for Steve? I think we kind of covered them all. Um I know you just had one just recently come out within the last uh, probably seven or eight months, but you know any outlook on when the next album is coming out? Um, no, actually, we haven't. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't know that kind of thing. We so we have this tour in the fall. We, so we have, we play this weekend coming up. We're playing with um, we have like a headliner show in Amityville, Long Island on Thursday. Amityville, I think it was Long Island. Oh, and then we play. Uh, New York City the next day with uh, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties and Just Surrender. Oh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I I just saw that come up, and gosh, that's going to be an awesome show. Yeah, we're real. That's, that's one of those that they asked us to play it, and we were really excited about that because it just, it shows, like, to get to get an offer to play, like, a big show like that really starts to pr- kind of show and make you feel like a little bit of extra proof that your hard work started to pay off. I would say so. We, you know, oh, yeah. We have, we have we've played you know we played Brooklyn quite a few times now we've played played like four or five times now we started to play that area a little bit more and more mm-hmm. so it's just nice like an offer like that especially like I'm a huge huge wonder wonder years guy okay. so, like we get asked to play a show with like you know Subi which is Aaron West yeah it's just I'm pretty excited about that I'm probably gonna nerd out when I meet him <laughs> <laughs> yeah hell yeah oh man I mean. I made a total jerk of myself. I met the guy from the bass player from State Chance, Ryan. Uh-huh. He's like one of my favorite musicians in the scene. I like, made like a total dork of myself when I met him. Like, man, just ruined it. Well, so, what did <laughs> what did you do to embarrass yourself? I just walked up and I was just the whole day at Warcher. There's like two people that I wanted to meet that day. He was mm-hmm. he was up there for the one I wanted to meet. And I was just walking by, walk by, and, and like I was just kind of just walking around like the the trailer area, the buses area, just trying to see if I you know, saw anybody and I like walked out so I was like, Hey man, I see you playing shark and I'd like damn it, I'm 
think you're really cool. Just walk away. Um, <laughs> Damn no, it! No, your your hair your um, hair looks pretty. Um, yeah. yeah, it was actually that, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> Yes, uh, we've all we've all had those moments, and then yeah, afterwards you're just like, God, you're such an idiot. God, like, I hope we never tour with them. Oh, them so gonna I, down. We found them. I guess you know we were lucky. The one the one night that we played was um was the night of I guess the prom night that they do every year. Uh-huh. Or, so we we were lucky. So we we had to roll up to there with um with Shane Schultz from Silver Things. We we our guitar player and him go back like 10 years ago. They've been buddies for years. Oh, wow. But so at the end of the night, we're like hanging out, having a beer. He's like, oh my God, we want to check it out. He's like, cool, you're rolling with me. And takes us down there. And eventually I found Ryan from State Champs again. I walk up, I was like, hey man, sorry I made such a dork at myself earlier. He's like, no, man, that's good. And so I like, talked to him. I was like, man, I just really wanted to meet you. I think you're really respected. I think you're really good at what you do. I kind of maybe redeem myself. Maybe made it worse. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like it was all good. He's probably yeah. like, "Nah, I'm used to it all the time." Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm in state champs. Yeah. It's you know <laughs> happens every day, a hundred times a day. He just taps you on the chest, like act like you've been there before, bud. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> no, all, all, yeah, man. I'm I'm a dork too. I got it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good story. I like that. Um, well, we're gonna. Um, I actually have to go. I got to pick up my son from daycare, so that's why I gotta. <laughs> I get. I gotta get going. But um, I just wanted to say, Steve, thank you so much for uh, for calling us today and spending spending some time with us before. You guys head back on the road for the fall. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, um, so I have to finish that. So I, I kind of got away from answering this question there. So we have the show oh, this yeah. weekend, <laughs> and we do a tour in the fall with uh, Abandoned by Bears, and then we're home for. I think we'll be home for most of like the uh, the winter. So we'll start writing and figuring out the record, the next record, then. Okay. Awesome. So, awesome. I, I, just, I realized I didn't answer this question yet. No, it's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's important stuff that we should talk about. Obviously, you know, your yeah. your tour is starting up. Um, that, I don't know. Does the the tour doesn't actually start up then? It actually starts up in September, right? Yeah, or, I think the, so. The, the tour, the actual tour, starts with Abandoned by Bears. Like they start their own. They have like their full. Like I think that's like a full month before we join up. I think that starts like next week. Yeah, and then it starts in Chicago. Yeah, we. I think. I think they play Chicago. We don't play the Chicago date. We're right. uh, we're on a different set of ones. We have to. We start off in El Paso, Texas, which is going to be a long, nice long drive. Oh, dude, yeah, you got your work cut out for you there. That's for sure. Dude, I'm I'm, I'm a long haul guy. We'll we'll at we'll least go home and I'll leave it like I'll be like, cool. I'll tip the road and I'll try to drive like like eight or nine hours. Mm-hmm. It'll make me change. It'll be like, man, like you're not you're stone sober. And you're not making any sense. You got to go to bed now. <laughs> yeah i know we uh i i worked with a band one time i was selling merch for them and their tour started all the way in seattle so we drove from chicago to seattle that was a long <laughs> ass drive man <sighs> Jeez. drove it all the way through we was in florida like to drive home it's like 21 hours Oof. and then we've done we did, we did minnesota Okay. To to Ottawa, which is like I think yeah, it's almost like twenty hours, something like that. Jeez, yeah, that's a stretch. I just whenever we leave, those I was like, okay, I want to be home. I want to be home by last call at the bar tomorrow. I want to be home by last call. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, and man. We get home and like, yeah, I was like, we get home. I was like, okay, guys, like, did anybody want to hang out? Everybody goes to their girlfriend's place. I don't, you know, I'll have a girlfriend. So I'm like. Anybody want to hang out when we get home? And everybody's like, no, I just spent a week and a half with you. A month and a half with you. I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> get away from me. You're the only one that just wants to hang out all the time. Uh, well, Literally, we- yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I don't want to hang out with you right now. <laughs> tomorrow, you get anything? No, Steve. <laughs> well, we would hang out with you, Steve. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, we'll hang out. We'll get, get some of that $5 large hot and ready, and we'll fucking have a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the large. Yeah, yeah forget, the, forget the medium. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Live in luxury. Yeah. Game changer, bud. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, anything else um, we need we need to know about We Were Sharks before we we head out? No, I don't even no. think of it. Like, I just no. I, I really appreciate the kind words about the record. Like, it, it really really means a lot to hear that. We we put a lot of effort into it, and we're we're all very extremely proud of it. Um, it's just for especially for all of us, it was like the first like real full length record that we've all done in whatever bands we've ever been in. So to really buy in like that and really have a great product that we came out with, 
and have people say such nice things, it means the absolute, absolute world to us. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. It's an amazing album, and I hope it does amazing things for you guys because you deserve it. You're working hard, so anything we can do to help you out, it's what we're here for. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, it means a lot, and you know, hopefully we can get uh, get get a talk going again sometime soon. And next time we come to Chicago, we can meet up for some pie. Yeah, oh, that's what awesome. we need. That's what we need to do. Absolutely. Next yeah. time you guys are some here, overpoured drinks. There Great. we go. Yeah, overpoured. <laughs> Yep, exactly. There you go. Oh, I can't wait. The USA <laughs> special. <laughs> yeah, the USA special. I like that. All right, Steve. Well, um, enjoy the rest of your day, man, and uh, good luck on the road this fall. Thank you very much, guys. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you right. too. Peace, <laughs> All right, thanks again to Steve of We Were Sharks and our friend James Voles for joining us here on Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamour, your host. Tomorrow we will be back with another episode for you. I'm not sure what the topic is going to be, but there's always something interesting to talk about in the scene for sure. So in the meantime, I want to remind you once again, there's a couple Pop Punk and Pizza podcast t-shirts left up at bangerangradio.com. Snag those up before we're gone. Currently in the works of getting some more printed up. Also follow us on socials. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Pop Punk Pizza Podcast. Uh, Twitter is Pop Punk Pizza Pod. I'm on Twitter at On Air with JL. Bangerang Radio is both Facebook and Twitter at Bangerang Radio. Also, if you're in a band, you want your music played on the show, you want an interview on the show, hit me up, bangerangradio at gmail.com. Send me as much information about your band as possible. Links to your music, or you can send me MP3s. I really don't have a preference as long as there's something there. But send me as much information as possible. That is always the best. Bangerangradio at gmail.com. If you don't hear from me, in like a week or two, go ahead and send me another email because sometimes I, I'll miss an email or it just takes me a while to get back to you. But I should eventually get back to you. I usually do as long as I, it's something I'm interested in. So have a great rest of your Monday. We'll be back Tuesday, um, August 21st, tomorrow, obviously. So anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.